Jake Bakovin and Austin Overman back in studio. We got Stricky online as well. Strick, we're going to need you to stay on if you can because we don't have any video. We're working through some bugs here, uh, but we'll try to get you back on. So at least we can see Strick's pretty face uh, as we're talking as you hear us back and forth. Uh, not a pretty game for Nebraska, though, unfortunately. Uh, 80-68 loss to Northwestern. Yet another road loss. Yet another blowout in the first half. Uh, they did what they could to try to come back, but... A lot of that was Northwestern seemingly playing not to lose there at the end. Uh, so the score, unfortunately, probably a little bit closer than what it actually was. Uh, difficult loss for Nebraska. Again, another one on the road. Another uh, loss that puts them back under 500 in conference play. We're hoping not to get back to that point in this season. But here we are. So let's get to your initial thoughts. Uh, Strick, we'll start with you once again. Another loss on the road. What happened tonight for Nebraska? What went wrong? Oh, well, I mean, there's a, quite a bit that went, went wrong, actually. You can just tell by the um, the energy, the energy that they gave off early on. You, They weren't locking into their men. Uh, they weren't coming and following off the screens. They were getting hit on screens and not getting through them or over them. They weren't trailing. And they were doing a lot of just wave switching. That that's when you know. I mean, it could be fatigue. I mean, you you have back to back double, you know, overtime games. I, I don't I don't personally know if that's an effect. Plus travel, maybe some practice. You just something maybe you're not ready for uh, yet. And so for me, it has to do a lot of that. When you go on the road, there's one thing you got to do, fellas, is you got to match energy. You can't allow the team that's there. Plus, that team is a half a game behind you. You already have tiebreaker against them. Uh, right now, if things ended the way that it it would end or could end, you're looking at this team having, uh, well, Minnesota having a double bye out of the whole group. So they figured, look, we're going to give all the effort. You can tell that they were – uh, wanting revenge and the reason is is they were looking at if you remember they finally caught it at the end of um the uh probably towards the tail end of the second half they caught it when tamanaga when had them out in lincoln when he hit the big three he did this with his head and you saw ty Berry, uh do it boo booey and those guys were doing it early so you could tell they had some fodder they were uh, they wanted some revenge, and they came out and, and they gave a valiant effort and showed it throughout the game. Now, listen, let's be honest with it. Nebraska had a chance in this game. They did. Uh, they had every opportunity, and again, for me, and I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to say this. Bryce Williams kills me with these one-handed passes, and at critical times in the game, it's not the. It, it happened in the previous game. It happened in this game. You, you, when you when you when you ha when you throw one hand passes, you can never pull it back. It's gone. You know, once you commit, it's gone. And in crucial times, you've got to put two hands on that ball. If you see a guy jump, pause. Now you got him. And you see, uh, I think, uh, who was it that got the steal? Um, I want to say it's Lang Langborg got the steal. Langborg, he ended up with the steal and the dunk. And and they were making a nice run at that point. And it just every time they started to get back into it, 
something happened to where a dump turnover or or something of the sort and and they just would the lead would continue to go back up to anywhere from 16 to 18. To to that point, Stricky, you mentioned the crucial moments for those passes. Like everyone on Nebraska had had turnovers, right? 17 turnovers from seven different guys. Williams and Mast had three each. Every starter had at least two, and then both Lawrence and Wiltshire off the bench had two. But a crucial moment isn't just a you know three possession game trying to cut it to two or a two possession game trying to cut it to one. It's can you get fifteen to twelve? Can you get twelve to ten? Can you get back to single digits? Nebraska got back to single digits at nine at the very end of the game. But I wonder if one or two of those passes, if they're made with two hands, gives Nebraska that little bit of a spark to get it to single digits sooner and put some of that game pressure on Northwestern with you know seven or eight minutes to go instead of with three or four minutes to go. Yeah, and there's no doubt about it. But here's the here's the thing about what you just said, Austin. You said you saw the energy that they were given towards the end of the game. Why only at the end of the game? Mm. Why put yourself in situations to where you have to come back? You have to expend extra energy. You have to have everything to go right. Expend that energy earlier in the game. Um, for example, you had multiple instances where Juwan Gary had layups and missed them. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you you could tell that this was not going in the right direction when they had a fast break opportunity. I can't remember who missed the layup. The layup was missed, but there was two Northwest Western players there waiting for the, the follow-up, and there were no Nebraska guys there until after the follow-up goes in. That's when you know that your energy level is not there to, to win a game like this. And then once we get into the stats, you're going to see it even more um, you, you, you just, when you go on the road, it's gotta be all of those things. It's gotta be matched energy. It's gotta be, you've got to win the 50, 50 balls. You're going to get situations to where you're not going to get some of those calls. So you have to match energy. You have to win those 50, 50 situations. You have to, um, uh, deflect, defend, and not put your defense in a, in, 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 um, a, a, a precarious situation. And they did that because they were so far off of screens. When they came off the screens, they were so far off that there were open passing lanes everywhere, which then they were taking advantage. Now, Ty Berry goes out. You're hoping you could take advantage, but Marnelli comes in and you let him get you let him get into a nice rhythm. And then all of a sudden, you've got what, four or five of their guys in, in double figures, even though they're playing high-quality minutes. So, so Boo Booey, 17 points in the first half, Martinelli, 15 in the second half. Strick, the, the, the other disappointing thing about the turnovers is it's the same thing Northwestern did in the game in Lincoln, right? They jumped some of those passing lanes. They read their scouting reports. New Nebraska would get lazy with the ball. Mm-hmm. And I don't put that on Fred Hoiberg or the coaching staff. I mean, maybe they can hold them more accountable with discipline somehow. But at some point, if you're a player, that's on you. Learn the lesson. You've got to get tired of turning the ball over like that. Um, and, and I'll throw this out there, too. You don't want to apologize for the comeback win over Wisconsin. But you almost wonder if this team felt like, hey, we did this once. You know, Wisconsin's better than Northwestern. Eh, we can get away with it again. I don't know if that's what it was, but it's kind of the way it felt. But this it team felt. has to know yeah. it, it isn't as good on the road. You're not going to have that crowd support. So to try to leave it up to a second half comeback is a really dangerous game to play. That, and that, and that's, that's what I was saying, you know, mm-hmm. um, in, in essence, that's what I'm saying. And, and, and here's the thing, man, let's, let's just be honest about this. I don't care who you are. 
you can't have 48 attempts at a basket at, at the basket in 40 shoot, minutes. Shoot, yeah, shoot better than the team that you're playing against as far as percentage wise. Not necessarily from three, but from two. You don't even shoot as many threes as they do. Again, win the free throw battle. And 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 look, I get into these differentials, and you guys, you guys <laughs> listening, or you guys even with me, be like, oh, these differentials different. But I tell you, and even the announcer said that Fred Fred War uh, Fred uh, Hoiberg felt if they can win the turnovers, the differential, and minimize those. And also, I think he said, uh, I want to say rebounds. Yeah, rebounds mm-hmm. and turnovers. If they win those, one of them, it's a close game. Two of them, the announcer said, if they win two of them, they believe they win the game. Guess what? They lost both. And what happened? They lost the game. And I say this all the time, and some of you guys may be thinking I'm crazy when I be talking. You know, <laughs> you just think I'll be just running my mouth. But that's it, you can just go back and track it. Every time I've spoken about this, this is this is the recipe. And as you said, Austin, it comes down to the fact of this: when are you going to learn your lesson? Mm-hmm. Simple well, as that. And it's interesting too because Nebraska's. Mm-hmm. You know, we've seen this in the past where past teams it was. You know, there there became stats that you look at, and, and, and many times it's kind of been that three point shooting. This team shoots well enough that it doesn't have to be. Um, but this year, it is, like you said, the differentials, it's the same categories these these last couple of games. It's turnovers and rebounds. And so it seems like, you know, you're starting to kind of feel Nebraska's tape is catching up to them. Uh, they're pretty well scouted at this point, and that, that's somewhat of their Achilles heel. Nebraska tonight, and, and again, a lot of this, you know, it's nice enough to talk about cutting it to, to single digits there toward the end. Um, but this game, in my mind, was lost in the first half, and those differentials uh, we showed out. Northwestern offensive rebounds eight to one compared to Nebraska. Part of that's because Nebraska had to go to that zone to try some way to guard Boo Booey a little bit better because one on one that wasn't working. Uh, but you know that's so you'll give up a little bit of that in offensive rebounds when you go in zone. The other one it was points off turnovers, fourteen to nothing at half. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and so it, it's just. It, you continue here. Now, we should ask you this, and Strick, I want to think about the new starting lineup for Nebraska. Um, they put Gary in. Uh, you take Jamarcus Lawrence off the one. Bryce Williams uh, then kind of running the one tonight. And he had, he had a pretty good game, maybe not in attack. Like you said, there's certain parts of his games that you'll always uh, be there to complain about. But um, what did you think about the new look uh, starting lineup for Nebraska? Fred maybe didn't think too much of it because he went with a different one to start the second half. Yeah, listen, uh, I, I'm I'm going to just stay here. Josiah Alec, right now for me, <laughs> he's one of the ones that I might be looking elsewhere. I'm I'm looking at it probably, and and I know that he he's hurt now. That I think that's that's where um, um, Eli Rice is hurt. If mm-hmm. I'm if I'm if, <laughs> yeah. if I'm correct, correct. Mm-hmm. I hate that. Because if I'm him, I'm probably going Gary for Matt. If I'm going to switch a starting lineup, okay, that's fine. Go go with Bryce. And it looked better. Jamarcus looked a lot better tonight coming mm-hmm. the way that he is. And, and, and I could understand that because C.J. Wilcher has been able to be a great beneficiary of just letting things happen, see what's going on, and then come into the game and, and do your thing and be aggressive. 
So that's that's fine. Now I'm looking at Gary at the four. I'm looking at um, Mast at the five. I'm looking at then, you know, if Eli was available, I would have been. I would have put in. I want to be solid across the board. I know that I can rely possibly on Gary and Eli to get boards for me if I need them. Rank um, wasn't ranked tonight for some reason. I don't know if he's tired. I can understand that. He's been banging a lot, bumping and grinding with a lot of big men and big, strong guys on the inside. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Alec is just – I don't know, man. I mean, <laughs> when I saw him dribble and dribble into three guys, mm. I, I, I did the airplane, and you guys may know what I'm talking about, the airplane movie where everybody in there goes – The whole crowd slept – yeah, yeah, I did that, and I felt like it was a ripple effect of everything in my house every time I see him start to dribble in. But yeah, they need him, or I'm 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 trying to figure out a way to get Jop up to speed. Yeah, <laughs> because for me, um, how 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 if all we're asking you to do is just be active, a lot of high energy uh, attack and get your butt in there and board that you don't get any rebounds in 15 minutes. I, 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 two turnovers and no rebounds and nothing else for you. That, that just blows my mind. Now I'm, I'm not mad at the young fella. I'm just, just stating a point. And the numbers speak for themselves. The eye test speaks for itself. I just want to think a little generally here. I was a big fan of the move. When Nebraska moved Josiah Alec to the bench, he had that that ankle injury that he was out for a game. The first game that Nebraska started um, the lineup of Lawrence, Tominaga, Williams, Gary, and Mast was against Michigan State. That was one of the best games I have seen Nebraska play in a long time. It was, even against a maybe not vintage Michigan State team, but things made sense. They clicked. Nebraska shot 10 of 23 from three that night, um, 17 of 31 from two, so 27 to 54, and even 50% overall. 16 assists on 27 made field goals. That lineup worked, and Nebraska stuck with it until guys were, were banged up. I don't think that Nebraska is such a good shooting team that it can afford to give up some shooting for rebounding, especially if the guy you're going to put in for rebounding pulls down zero in 15 minutes, yeah. right? What right. Juwan Gary can do, I don't say with the ball in his hands, but he's a more competent floor spacer than Josiah Alec is. He's just as good, if not a better rebounder. I think he's got a little more athletic pop. And what that does is you make that move to move to Marcus Lawrence to the bench. We've talked about a lot, who we know is struggling to adapt to this new role. But Strick, you said it here on this post game. You've said it all year. The looseness that Bryce Williams plays with is not good in a point guard. That's got to be the ultimate caretaker, take care of the ball. I know Nebraska trusts Bryce Williams to run plenty of point and have the ball in his hands a lot, but I don't think he can handle that full-time. In spurts, absolutely. In in open court, absolutely. But to say he's the one that you're relying on to get everyone in the right spots, to make the best decisions with the ball, I don't think it's fair to that young man. I don't think that is his best skill. So Nebraska sacrificed shooting for rebounding against a team that shot lights out against you the first time and has now made 10 straight or 10 threes in six straight games. Guess what the first game of that six game stretch was? Nebraska in Lincoln. 
So what you can't afford to do is give up more perimeter defense because you know these guys can get hot against you and they're in their home gym. So yes, I get it. You want more rebounding, but I think you sacrificed in all the wrong areas to try to get it. Oh, and it didn't work out because your guy got zero rebounds anyways in the end. Well, that and I think though part of it too is as simple as it may sound, uh, you know, I, I always talk about starters and starters minutes and Alec was a case of that tonight. Didn't play starters minutes, was technically a starter. They, they pretty much settled on him for the jump <laughs> because Mast isn't going to win a whole lot of those battles. He doesn't rise up very well. Bryce just doesn't have the natural size. He's got the athleticism. I, again, I don't know if, if the jump is worth sacrificing, um, not getting a good, good jump start on the game with your best five out there, um, but maybe that's playing into it a little bit. I, like you, Strick, when, when Jope came out there, was thinking, I mean, it can't. It seemingly couldn't be a whole lot worse. Worse, right? Mm-hmm. But he, he seemed <laughs> it to just be worse. Yeah, it just to be a, a substitution. It seemed to be just for Mass, who was in foul trouble, though. But so it gave me a spark of hope that maybe he's closer. But I, I think that was just foul trouble minutes there. Uh, I, I I I don't I don't know what to say. But what I will say is this: I um, I'm. Whenever, whenever Bryce attacked, <laughs> like he has no lift. He, a lot of it's straight up. Um, he, he, listen, I like him though. Like, like, okay, let me say it like this. My coach always said this. If I'm not, if, if I'm not talking to you, that's when you should worry. If I'm talking yeah. about you, then you, you, you should know that I care. Right. Because I actually think he has potential to be a pro. It's the same feeling I had with Jerron Boone. It's like, I, is there so much I see in him that I'm like, bro, you, you've got, you've got to change. You know what I mean? You've got, you've got to figure this out. And you drive to the basket and you have mismatch and you don't put strong body into the person to create the space so that you can elevate and boo boo ends up blocking your shot. That's just an example. Like this, there's no way on look, I'm six, three and there's guys six, six that if once I put my body into you, there's nothing you can do with me. Right. Like that's what he should be. Like I'm, I'm, I'm like, bro, if you would just this, um, if, if the Clark Kent would get out of you mm-hmm. and Superman would arrive, mm-hmm. you he has so much potential. And that that just laissez-faire type of game he has, it, it's not going to work. It's just not going to work. And if you want to go to the next level, it's just not going to work because there's going to be dogs. There's going to be guys coming at you, and you could so dominate this league in, in such a way – that Nebraska could go to a whole nother level, but it's got to change toward the end of this year. And it's got to be definitely something he comes back with a whole, like, like the point of sisters had a, a song called I've got a new attitude. You've got to come back with a new <laughs> attitude, baby. I, I, otherwise it's, it's, it's good. They need a point guard too. Let's be honest. The question I have for you guys is not just for Bryce Williams, who I could not agree anymore with what Strick says, but like what, separates Nebraska? What is their separating skill, their separating characteristic that says we are going to be better at this, this is our ticket to success? I don't know if this team has one. They don't have it. Yeah. Good point, Austin. Yo, that's deep. That, they don't have it. 
Okay, okay, let's let, let, let's pause. <laughs> let's pause right there. Um, Buck, you 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 were around when you were young enough. Were you? Would you consider yourself to be uh, understood or, 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 or you know a, a, a person with a mindset to be able to understand kind of what you saw when we were playing? Yeah, yeah, and a little bit after you. I was more for the, like the Tron Lou Cookie Belcher days, but the end of the Danny okay. D runs. So yeah, you missed us. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Those who are listening that were actually around, there's something that you, when you saw us play, there was a dif- differentiator that you can establish with how we play. One, we were going to be physical. You knew that. Like, like the way we, if you go back and just watch the way we played against, uh, in the championship game against um, um, Oklahoma State, you can, you can see it, that we're going to be physical. Two, we're going to run you out the freaking gym. So if you're not ready to get your track shoes on, that's a differentiator because mm-hmm. we, you knew we were going to be in the 80s. And if you weren't ready to get up there with us, it, you, you, you wasn't, you wasn't going to win. You know, that's just how it was. So we were going to be physical and defend your butt. And we're going to run you out the gym. Those are, those are things you could look at us and see across the board. Yes, there were times when we lost games. Yes. It just it just is what it is. But you knew that when we won them, you knew how we won them. Whereas with Nebraska, I can't say that every night. And I think you can point to some certain teams with some identities, right? Purdue's identity is it's going to play through its big men. It hopes its guards mm-hmm. knock down enough shots. You look at Wisconsin, maybe a bad example is they've lost three straight, but they're going to be so fundamentally sound on both ends of the floor. You have to work on defense uh, to guard all their action. You're going to have to work on offense because they're so fundamentally sound they're in their gaps. You think about Virginia in the pack line defense. You think about Jay Wright Villanova, old teams that don't get rattled. You can point to these You can te- even look at Creighton. Even Creighton. Creighton. They Creighton run Iowa. Program, yeah. 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 Nebraska, Nebraska doesn't have that, right? You can think about what maybe it's supposed to be under Fred Hoiberg. And when I go back to what we thought the defining characteristic under Fred Hoiberg was going to be. I think of that, you know, four and a half to five man who can put the ball in the deck, who can stretch the floor, that can make plays for others. You see shades of it in rink mass, but he's a a true five. I don't think he's a four. Josiah Alec, I don't think has the ball skills or the shooting ability to fill that role. And Fred's teams have never really had wings like Bryce Williams or Eli Rice, right? I think that's new for him. So you can say, do they differentiate themselves with shooting? Well, they're shooting 34% from three on the air. That's not differentiating. They don't push the pace like Fred Hoiberg's teams used to do. They're not so ahead of the curve analytically with layups and threes because teams have caught on to that. Like Alabama is playing that way right now. There's nothing in terms of the, the basketball style. There's nothing in terms of the mindset of the team. And there's no one true X factor of a player that Nebraska can hang its hat on any given night, which, you know, sometimes is, hey, you don't know who to guard, don't know who to scout the most. And there's a time and a place for that. But nights like tonight, when you need energy on the road, you need something to hang your hat on. Let's go back to this. This is our best shot. Let's come out of the gate hard by the, the first media timeout. We will establish how this game is going to be played. It's been a long time since we've seen Nebraska do that this season. Well, and I think one consistency lately is not a good one, which is uh, open three-point shots. I mean, Nebraska has, has been bailed out sometimes by teams not shooting well, um, but Northwestern wasn't having any of that. As you're pointing, they came into the, the game tonight hot, 
And then I'm just tired of hearing this. I mean, and this is, again, to what you go to last year, to, did they have uh, something that stood out? Yes, their defense. It was like a, a program shift away from kind of the Hoiberg offense into a defensive-minded team uh, that did run their offense through Derek Walker and Sam Griesel, but the defense was consistent. Now what the defense is consistent is either, is either giving up individual career highs or season highs or team season highs, which again tonight Northwestern did with their 47-point first half. The most of any game this season in the first half for Northwestern. I mean, we, but we've been hearing this over and over. Now, I don't want to get too upset and, and, you know, we start to bury this team. They do have, you know, some good depth. They're, you know, and, and when some of those guys play poorly, you know, you start to question a little bit, but they've got some things going for it and they're and they certainly have a, a pretty good tournament resume still so we mm-hmm. you know it i know we get kind of high after wins and, and low on losses but it's just frustrating because it's not just a, a win or a loss outside of that Illinois game which they're coming off you were hoping they would they would carry some of that momentum it's Jekyll and Hyde it, you know mm-hmm. it's, it's either they are hot on it's tough to beat at Pickle, Pinnacle Bank Arena or getting blown out on the road and this is where I want to throw this to Strick because he and I have talked about this you know more times than we can count is who's going to take control of this team like what Strick was saying about Bryce Williams you know is there more in there you know how do you tap into that it's for the whole team right just the, the mindset and the identity of this mm-hmm. team can be really summed up in that one player that there is so much on the table for this team and that's why I think we're all so, so passionate and fired up about it because it's almost like, do they know how good they can be? Do they truly understand what's on the table for them and what they can accomplish? Like, this is a good team. No one's doubting this is a good team, but it could be a really pretty darn good team yeah. that mm-hmm. just settles at that that good level because of the, the Jekyll and Hyde stuff. There it is. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And that's, and that's why I'm so critical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why I'm so critical because they are so much more better than what they show. And you can just see the tail of the two halves. It, it's, it's literally the opposite of what you probably saw in Minnesota mm-hmm. where they laid the egg in the first half. And then they all of a sudden showed life and, and, and not, not the whole second half, you can't you you when you play on the road and you're trying to get wins you you have to at least at, like if you're going to take a break and they're going to have a run you maybe four or five minutes maybe let's just let's just say that when when you're trying to get a tough road win now that would have been a quad one win for them on the road so so here's the thing when you're doing that you must lay it on the line. And I mean, everything has to uh, be in order in the style and the way that you're playing. You, you cannot be lackadaisical like they were and think that you're going to go on the road and win, especially with those differentials and especially with those numbers. It's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. Teams, are, teams at the top tier, mid-tier of the Big Ten, they're just too good, bro. Yeah, and uh, we better wrap it up. We got Daylon Nebraska guys waiting in the wings, but uh, another disappointing loss for Nebraska. Thankfully, they returned to the friendly confines of Pinnacle Bank Arena for the next couple matchups uh, with Michigan on Saturday, followed by Penn State a week from Saturday. Um, that Michigan game looked like the best uh, best chance at a win coming into tonight. Then Michigan knocks off Wisconsin. Might still be among your best chances, but very interesting. Michigan going to have some some momentum going into that game, but Nebraska, once again, will be at home. And I know everybody 
tough, and, and that included shows he had stuff to, to win and uh, on the road in the Big Ten, but it's not as tough as Nebraska makes it. There, I think there's maybe one team that's winless on the road this season in the Big Ten. Nebraska's next worst with just one victory on the road, and that didn't come in Big Ten play. So uh, kind of interesting stuff. We'll continue uh, the talk, but we do have uh, Daily Nebraska coming up next. I'm sure they will continue talking. We will be back with the Hoops Post Game Show on Saturday, hopefully following a Nebraska victory over Michigan. Thanks uh, to Eric Strickland for staying up with us and talking some basketball with us. Thanks for Austin for jumping in the studio with me. I'm Jake Bachman. We'll have the Daily Nebraska guys uh, further wrap it up and talk some more sports coming up next year on 93.7 The Ticket.